0: Master Jamie, steady ready to the inside, Rothfire in front, 50 to go, steady ready is charging, Rothfire in front, Rothfire,
1: Rothfire. Favourite putters were cheering there in Toowoomba yesterday afternoon. And I was watching the radar all day, thinking I know Rob Heathcote would have been as well, because that rain that's just hit parts of southeast Queensland avoided. Well, they certainly got it late in the afternoon, I understand, but the track at the time was rated in the good range when Rothfire got up and won the King of the Mountain. And it was a bit soft late in the market, I noticed as well, very late, got out to a $1.80 and Rob Heathcote joins us. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Love well, that song. <laughs> yeah, I bet. as I said earlier, last week when we spoke, you'd be singing that all the way down that Toowoomba Range. But what was your assessment of that performance and what was the weather and track like when you got to this race yesterday?
0: Ben got off Rothfire and said he he felt the track was just a little on the firm side for him as a good three. Uh, Probably just a little bit too firm, but look, at the end of the day, it was what it was. There was rain all about. It didn't come. There was not much the curators could do because of the forecasted rain. But look, Rothfire didn't win by a big margin, but he was professional. He got the job done. It was his first time on the tricky Toowoomba circuit track maybe a little firm. He started from a wide barrier. There was, there was good tempo up front. So, look, he was workmanlike. And it, even Michael Rod, who, who gave steady ready, what a run from it, gave it a superb ride. And I said to Michael, you know, brilliant ride yesterday. He said, Rob, I was coming at your horse, but I just know that horse of yours. I don't know if I might have got past him anyway. He was still strong through the line. So, no, he's got the job done and a nice reward awaits.
1: That's Magic Millions Day. Tell me about the race on Millions Day and what sort of weight will he have to carry over what distance?
0: OK, the cutest Magic Millions race on uh, on the 13th, it's it's 1,300 metres, which, which I think is actually Rothfire's preferred distance, anywhere from twelve to 1,400. Uh, it's a quality handicap, meaning maximum top weight 61 kilos, which no doubt he will get. Minimum weight of 54 kilos, but true weight supply. Now, because Rothfire's in the race, probably a little bit like yesterday, there's going to be a number of horses that are right down on the minimum weight. So I'm not sure how low the true weights can go. But, yeah, he's going to have to concede some weight. But I'm not sure of the quality of the field again, Steve. You know, he's there. Whether he races the horses that raced yesterday, there's no doubt be a few more additions um, from Southern Horses if they're QDIS eligible. But, anyway, looking forward to it.
1: Did Buffering go around in that same race many years ago?
0: He did. He went around in the uh, the first version of it. Gee, I don't know when that was, 10 or 11. Oh, no, 13, I think, 2013. And, uh, yeah, he won. He carried a big weight. Again, didn't win by a big margin, but, you know, he won. That's all that mattered. So
1: it'll be a similar weight, won't it?
0: Exactly, 61 kilos. And,
1: yeah.
0: And like I said, what else is in there? I'm also going to run my uh, good winner from last Saturday, Hatchet. He's eligible for that race, and he's also on the improve. So he did, he well ran
1: time there on the weekend too, Rob.
0: He did, and Michael handled him really well. But the same, same again, I, like Michael would love love to stick with Hatchet, but with Rothy in there, he may compress the weights a little bit lower than Michael can ride. So I'm going to make a few phone calls to the handicappers today.
1: Understand. Just uh, with, with uh, Star Tontes, I thought she ran on solidly there, I think to run fifth last weekend. Is that retirement for her or...
0: A little bit of conjecture at the moment, Steve, uh, because she ran so well and she came from, you know, so far back in the field uh, against the winners, Tamerlane and, and Tony's, Tony's horse and, and Zoo Style. they all raced up on the speed and, and she was very brave. I mean, the plan is to sell her at the English chairman's sale on the 9th of May. She's a very valuable mare not only having won a Group 1, but, you know, how competitive she was down in Sydney early. Um, You know, there's a race on the 24th of February, the Millie Fox, which is a uh, Group 2 race over 1,300 metres at Rose Hill, and and she she would carry 54 kilos. So a few of the guys, uh, discussions are ongoing at the moment. We're not sure.
1: I thought one of your horses went really well that ran eighth in that race yesterday. Stuttering can be placed to advantage. He'll be competitive because he was at the back door and I thought he found the line in a really solid manner. He
0: did. Mark was uh, full of praise for the horse when he came in. It was a messy race for him because he started from an awkward alley eight, and... Everything he did, he had to be negative early because there was so he was so wide. And by the time he realised what was going on, he's back last. But he hit the line well. He's been beaten four lengths. He will also run in that cutest race. He was narrowly beaten by Kelly's horse, you know, Steady Ready a few years back. Beaten in a photo by an inch, so that was a costly inch. But he'll run 1,300. As he's not an older Steve, he, I, I think 1,400 miles he's going now. We kept him fresh for that race yesterday and, and he raced admirable.
1: So you'll have three in it?
0: Hopefully, yeah.
1: Yeah, all right. And just in regards to some of the other runners there on the weekend, to drive a deal, what was your assessment there? I'm not so sure that she,
0: she's at her best leading. Her best runs, even though she has led and won in the past, that was only because there was zero tempo in the race and she won narrowly that day. We, we feel, and also Martin does now after that ride, that um, you know, she's better ridden you know, two, three, four pairs back with cover and allowed to rush late
1: extremist was brave running fourth she, she was super i mean you
0: give her a, a good barrier on saturday and comfortable that she would have run one two she was there right to the finish the the tempo up front with enterprise Pom was was frantic and and we had to do a lot of work to get over And she still gave an almighty kick and she was only taken down the last 50 metres. But she will now go to the Mayor's race at the Magic Millions Day and and she'll certainly be very competitive. I just hope we can draw soft.
1: What else are you going to take to that day at this stage, Rob?
0: My head's still spinning from last night, Steve. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Fair I, can't, can't,
1: I can't answer that one. I <laughs> Just,
0: had a bottle of red when I got asked. Yeah, did,
1: did you celebrate with some of the connections? I meant to ask you last week when we talked about the well-documented situation when he was bought there from, from Chinchilla. Um, was he hard to syndicate? Just remind me with Louie, uh, Louise and all the, you know, the, the Jamie Tootit and all those owners becoming involved.
0: Well, it shows, and I do it every year. I go to the sales and I buy horses, and in, in this particular case, Simon Gleason called me from Gleason thoroughbreds in Chiller and said, look, we've got a horse we can't sell or we can't get into a sale. Uh, he's a nice type. He's by Rothfuss Bay. You've had success. So I bought him over the phone for 10 grand and put him on my website. And he sat on my website, I reckon, for six months. Wow. Six months, he was there as a little cheapie and a couple of existing clients had already come in. And one day, Jamie Tutiet called me and he said Robbie said I've got a bunch of mates we're all tradies, we love our horses um, our horse has just retired um how much of, of that Rothsay horse have you got left I said oh there's eighty percent left he said we'll take the lot oh I said you better leave me a little bit leave me 20 and you can have six you can have 60 and the rest is history. They're all tradies, knockabouts. There were, most of them were there yesterday, and it was a real fun day. Yeah. To, so, why uh, did yourself it.
1: and Vicky retain? Did you see? Did you think something? Was there a gut feel there? Because you don't go in all your horses. Oh, pretty much most of them. Oh, do you? I okay.
0: can't. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Look, Vicky's probably
1: my biggest owner in the stable.
0: Um, look, it's it's something that I, I, I remember with Buffering when I first bought him. I said to Rob Chobo, I said, "Let's go fifty 50 He said, "No, I like the other one later on." So I ended up keeping 50% until the last day. I swapped it for another filly because the owners preferred a gelding and I only kept 5%, so oh, that was costly. Oh,
1: oh not so learned, What did he that I, I,
0: I, I only 7.4
1: million. Yeah. yeah, there you go. He won 20 <laughs> races. Extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, congratulations, Rob. Just on, on the concept and the crowd, any any feedback there that you could give to the team at Morton Co and the club involved up there with, with the race and how it could be tweaked in the future? I'm not sure, but I look. I did say um, on air when I was interviewed. I,
0: I think the concept still works. I know, I know having Rothfire in that race yesterday uh, may have deterred some other, you know, connections from running their horses in and, and taken away some of the competitive nature. But I think the result, having a Group One winner win the race, narrowly beating, you know, a good local horse of Tony is in steady, ready, and you know, an old warhorse of Graham Green's. You know, look, I think the race worked. I'm not sure how the betting turnover worked because, as we know, betting turnover is the fuel that drives the industry. So, it's an interesting question you raise, Steve. I'm not really sure, but there seemed to me a good crowd there yesterday. I, I know New Year's Day, it's a, I don't know if today's a, a work day or whatever, but in our industry, every day is a work day. But look, I, I think there was a good crowd and we certainly had a good day.
1: And after Median's Day, Rothfell, we see him again during the Carnival in Queensland?
0: We will. We okay. will. And, and and as I've well documented, it's very much a very careful race plan management with that horse. They're all short and sweet. He's just going to have the three runs. He only had the two runs in the spring and we'll get him ready for the Victory Stakes and the Kingsford Smith. And I'm not so sure as Tradbrokes on the he was so brave last year running second to the Everest winner, but
1: We'll have a look. There's a few other options there for him.
0: Lovely. Thanks, Rob. Always a pleasure. Congratulations.
1: Uh, Rob Heathcote joining us, talking about Rothfire, the horse by Rothsay, that's won 3.1 million over that 10 races from 28 starts, and it's a good story, isn't it? Uh, You mentioned Jamie, but, of course, the the Yates family, who don't live that far away from where I am, um, east of Brisbane, and, of course, uh, their their son, Viv, and, of course, we know Louise Yates uh, was a very, very talented actress, uh, for many many years, uh, Cop Shop was one of the programs that Louise uh, featured in, and of course, um, yeah, she was in, we had a, we did an interview with her. Now I'd love to get a part of that interview if we can uh, at some stage and just talk about the situation around uh, the accident and, and whatever uh, with Louise. But um, yeah, just some wonderful people involved in uh, in Roth Fire, and just back to buffering. I'm trying to find that race at the Gold Coast that Rob made reference to. There we are. It was his, one, two, three, four, five, it was his fifth last start that day he won there. It was Jan 2016. He carried the 61 for Damien Brown, 1300. He defeated Mr Booz, given his record. He started $1. 35. He was coming off the winter bottom in WA, uh, November. So he was freshened up after the winter bottom, flew back, it's a bloody long trip too from Perth, freshened up for that cutest race and beat Mr Booze. <laughs> I think that may have been David Murphy's horse. Mr. Booz, he was big odds. Steel Zip was third, the old war horse for Pat Duff. He won by a length and a half, 135. And then after that, he then went to, this is how tough he is, he then went to Dubai uh, to win there in March. So the Gold Coast race, Jan, he went to end of end of March, he won in Maidan. That was that famous call of Terry Sparkos and the old quads down, you know, um, what did Terry say? Life is great in the sunshine state and the Queenslanders are cheering. So that was Maidan. Then he went to Hong Kong uh, in May 2016, where, of course, he didn't fire there behind Chautauqua. And then his last two runs in the spring of 2016, he ran fifth to Extreme Choice and then sixth to Rebel Day. And then that was it. Uh, But he obviously had some physical problems right at the back end of his career. But we all remember that winning sequence early in his career buffering when he debuted at Durnbert in March 2010. It was a two-year-old race he beat. I think the stablemate um, was favourite. One of the major fans, he's cavaliered in that race. So he beat the stablemate, then he won again, and then he won again. um, All as a two-year-old. And then he went to Ipswich and won a rich prize money race there uh, for Larry Cassidy. Of course, Larry rode him early. Mitch Spears had a ride on him. At one stage, The Apprentice, who manages some high-profile jockeys, including Robbie Dolan at the moment. And then, of course, Glenn Collis won a heap of race on him. Danny Nikolik rode him a few times. Um, but uh, Hugh Bowman, um, Damien Brown, of course, had this wonderful association with him. Nash rode him. Michael Rod. Uh, who was for the other jockeys there um, that rode uh, Buffering? But it was mainly Damien Brown, of course, these last couple of seasons uh, of racing. They just had this wonderful rapport, didn't they? Um, even Alan Chow (laughs) rode him in a barrier trial uh, before his first start when Larry won on him. We'll get an update on Larry, of course, with his injured finger, saying that could stop him from ever riding again if that flexibility doesn't return. So we'll know more in a few months' time by Mossman. So he didn't cost a lot of money either. Uh, Buffering. Now, let me find out what he cost. He was a cheapie. Uh, He was was purchased from the March sale. Uh, Buffering. At the uh, Gold Coast Magic Minions. And yeah, I just haven't got his price in front of me, but he didn't cost a lot of money either. Uh, let me just go in somewhere else and see if I can and find out exactly what he cost uh, buffering, but he wasn't very expensive. Mm, okay, so bear with me. Um, what, 22,000 he cost? There you go, the 2009 uh, QTS. They called it the QTS 600 sale at that particular time.